I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 51 of the podcast. Happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please go smash that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is still coming your way here this week on First Class Fatherhood. All right, if you guys missed yesterday's episode, I highly suggest you pull a U-turn here and go download episode 50. I kicked off Navy SEAL week, starting with Jason Redman, and the interview went very well. It was Memorial Day yesterday. He had some awesome insight on fatherhood and some great things to say about our fallen soldiers. So please, uh, take a rewind. Go back one episode to episode 50 if you missed out. I highly encourage you to check it out. Today is a very exciting day in Navy SEAL week here. I am fortunate enough not only to have a Navy SEAL today, but also I will be joined by his wife. So we're going to have a first-class couple, uh, first-class parents on the podcast today, former Navy SEAL and best-selling author Kevin Lace, along with his beautiful wife, Lindsay Lace, will be joining me here on the podcast right after the break. So please stick around. You do not want to miss that. Also, the week is action-packed. Tomorrow on the podcast, entrepreneur and former Navy SEAL, Brandon Webb will be joining me here. Thursday, Eli Crane of Bottle Breacher fame will be joining me here. Friday, the guy who put one in Bin Laden's face will be here with me on the podcast. Rob O'Neill joins me. So uh, please lock it into First Class Fatherhood. It's a very exciting week here. Uh, got some tremendous gentlemen and uh, awesome mother joining me today. So come on, lock it in, subscribe, and don't be afraid to share the podcast with everybody that you know. Sharing is caring. All right, we're going to hit a quick spot and we'll be right back here with Kevin and Lindsay Lace. I'm Alec Lace, and you are listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now are two very special guests. They are First Class Parents. He is a former Navy SEAL, a best-selling author, motivational speaker, actor, and physician. He joins me today with his beautiful wife and first-class mom, Kevin and Lindsay Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. It's great to be here, Alex. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for having us. Okay, let's get underway here. How many kids do you guys have, and how old are they? We have two. We have our, our son just turned eight, and our daughter is four and a half. All right. Out of my four kids, I got a seven-year-old and a three-year-old in there, so I'm pretty close to what you got. Uh, what are you, Any sports going on right now? Any dance? What kind of activities are they into? Man, my little guy, he's, uh, he's playing baseball full-time now, but he's also doing wrestling full-time. And my daughter just finished up with t-ball, and she's also active with tap and ballet. All right, Kev, are you involved in coaching at all? We are, yes. I, I coach his baseball team, and um, I think this fall I'm going to switch it up and, and start coaching my, my daughter's teams. Is it kids pitch or coaches pitch? Coach pitch. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, li I like that better myself. It makes the game move a little quicker. Okay, Lindsay, this one is for you. What was it like to see Kevin transition from that big, tough frogman, single guy to becoming the husband and the first class father that he is today? Well, it was, it was fast. <laughs> <laughs> he came home from Iraq the second time in 08. 
or August, September or something like that. I got married in August of 09 and Grady was born in May of um, 2010. It's all quick. But um, he, you know, Kevin has definitely, I think a lot of it um, has mellowed him maybe a little bit being a dad, I think. And definitely when our second one came around, when our daughter came around, that's been a um, a lot of lessons, I think, for him. But um, he loves being a dad, and he's a great dad. Um, and a lot of the lessons that he learned in the teams, I think he tries hard to instill in our kids, but in a way that you know are, are appropriate for their age. And a lot of it about perseverance and, and not quitting. And the biggest one is that you know failing does not equal failure. I think that's one of the things that he's trying to pass on to our kids. Okay, given Kevin's strict military background, how does it work when it comes to disciplining the children? Uh, is it Kevin's military style that takes the cake, or do you have your own kind of disciplinary philosophy? Um, I think that we have had to reach a happy medium, maybe because my, cause my background was in teeth. I think I had a little bit more experience with kids, and um, he was maybe a little bit more hardline, and so we've met somewhere in the middle. All right. One of the big topics that are going on, we're having more and more school shootings. I'm always curious to get um, a parent's opinion on this. Uh, How how do you feel about the school shootings? What can be done about bringing uh, guards into the school or armed guards? Or what do you think about the school shootings? Mm, Interesting question. Uh, School shootings and kids, you know, uh, here at the house, you know, we teach our kids obviously to, you know, stand up what they, you know, for their values and what they believe in. Uh, We teach them to be, uh, you know, strong and they're very strong willed. So we've got that going for us. But when it comes to entering that school environment, you know, we teach our kids to be safe. And, um, you know, I don't, I definitely instill my kids, you know, you don't have to be the hero. Um, We want to see you come home every day. So, you know, you have to go ahead and be smart, think, um, help people when you can, but ultimately, you know, evade that situation when it comes to the overall you know school shootings in general um you know Lindsay and i talk about that very often and it comes down to family um you know we we have a very balanced family and we try to you know be there you know whether it's good cop bad cop you know but we're also there to listen to our kids you know because they go through stressors and they go through issues and we want them to be able to process that and deal with it and not pent it up and release it you know as we see out you know in these school shootings um so I think on a bigger scale, you know, things like what you do and what we talk about is, is important to help lessen some of those uh, incidences of the school shootings. It seems like the spotlight it should be geared more towards the family life and, and the family values. And I think if it was done more, I don't think we have half the issues that we have right now going on. So um, that's just my personal opinion. I, I agree. And, you know, I think also uh, my son is into wrestling. He really likes to wrestle. Um we're down here in the Panhandle of Florida, and um, there's a great coach. He's a former Marine. Um, you know, he, he wrestled all throughout the ranks, and it's great for young boys. You know, I grew up, you know, same thing. I had two younger brothers. We fought. We did all that stuff that now would be considered, you know, just like bullying and violence on each other. Um, but that helped us mature and get aggression out, and I think it's good for young boys um, and young girls to get that out because um, if they don't, you know, it, it can be catastrophic if they pent it up and release it on a yeah. school. Yeah, I agree. Lindsay, how do you feel about what Kevin is saying there? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's not as popular or PC to say anymore, but boys and girls are often different. You know, I mean, I see it in our two kids that are growing up in the exact same household, and we try to treat them the same as we can, but our son is just different than our daughter, and he needs different discipline than our daughter and everything, and he's, um, 
he's just naturally rowdier and more, you know, more rambunctious and more physical than she is. And I think that boys need male role models. And if, you know, if you don't have a father in the home or if that's not possible in the home, like find a, find a way to get a male role model for your son. Cause I think that that's the one common thread in a lot of these school situations is there's not a present male role model for that kid in a lot of the cases. And I, I mean, Maybe that's not the only factor in that situation, but I think it's. No, one I, of them. I couldn't agree more with that. And I, here, let's see. Uh, you guys have any pets? Do the kids have pets in the house too, or no? Oh, it's funny you broke. You brought that up. We just had to put our eleven-year-old oh, dog boy. down sorry the to, other uh, day. Touch, sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's, she was a great dog. I got her before I met Kevin. Actually, a couple months before I met Kevin, she was a she was a really great dog, and she got really sick really quick. We have another dog too. He's a he's a lab mix. He's a great dog as well, but. So he's getting some extra attention right now. All right, it is now time for a word from today's sponsors, and I'll be right back with more of the action on First Class Fatherhood. Okay, we talked a little bit off the air there. It was uh, You guys were getting ready to put the kids to bed. Walk me through your bedtime routine. What kind of bedtime routine you got with the kids there, and what kind of books do you like to read them? Yeah, we you know we wrapped up wrestling tonight, um, and we try to get the kids in, into bed early. You know, I'm, I'm in healthcare and... Uh, you know, there's just great studies out there that, you know, sleep is obviously so important for the growing mind and brain. Um, so we get we get them in bed early. But, you know, I, I always take time and Lindsay always takes time. You know, we, we'll play a game with the kids. My son's huge into Beyblades right now. I don't know if you are, <laughs> um, but he's huge into that. And we did this Beyblade, Beyblade battle. Um, and then, you know, we usually sit down and read some books. Um, you know, the ones that are my favorites, like the places you'll go, you know, where the wild things are. Sometimes my kids are into them, sometimes they're not. But we always spend time, you know, one, playing with them, um, you know, and obviously, you know, hygiene and all that, and then sit down and read and they're in bed. Okay. All right, I know they're young. You got any kind of favorite family board games to play with the kids yet? Um, They kind of just go in phases. They like to play cards. They like, you know, like, you know, and crazy eights and go fish and those kind of things. Our daughter, she's four and a half, so she's just okay. kind of getting to where she can do this. They like memory and they kick our butt. You guys- I got a ton of chess players over here. Any any chess players in the family? Um, Kevin plays chess with. He's starting to teach our son, um, but he likes checkers. But you know, they both of them cry when they lose. But we don't let them win all the time. <laughs> Do you have any favorite family movie or any movie traditions you guys watch once a year that you're starting or anything? Uh, we watch Home Alone normally at Christmas, and we just started The Sandlot with uh, with our son this past last year because of baseball and he loves it i know this is always a tough one but do you guys plan on having any more kids uh you know it's funny you ask that question um yeah i'd have a whole fire team if it was up to me but no i think we're gonna we're gonna settle with two you know we're, we're able to do a lot with the kids um and you know we go down to disney we travel um and they really enjoy it and you know having two kids um is great because they can do multiple sports and we're not you know completely strapped in time and, you know, we, we give them, you know, equal. And the problem is, is uh, you know, once you have three kids, you're outnumbered. Absolutely. So and I, and I say this to parents all the time that are that are in this situation of thinking about going for the third. And it, going from two to three was by, by far the hardest transition for me and my wife. But in saying that, it had a lot to do with um, my children's ages at the time. My older two years would be a little bit older. So the more independent the older children are is really what decides how tough it's going to be. Because for us... Uh, our two older ones weren't at the age where they could do really anything independently as far as hygiene and, and, and change clothes and go to, you know, do any of that stuff on their own. So they still needed us to do that. And we added the infant into the mix. So that, that was, that was a, that was a very big struggle. I will say that. 
that, then again, it was well worth it. So I don't want to deter you from doing it. You guys have a go-to vacation spot or you change it up when you go on vacation? What, what kind of vacations do you guys like to take with the family? Now that they're getting a little bit older uh, and travel is easier with them, we've gotten a little bit more adventurous. We've taken them to Colorado a couple times. We really like um, Crested Butte, Colorado. Um, we have done Disney with them a couple times, but that's not my favorite <laughs> because it's so um, it's just so uh, crowded. Yeah. It's so crazy. But, you know, being down here at the beach, you know, we, we love it. We take them. It, it's you know, the easiest vacation you can, I remember growing up, you know, my parents would load the, the country squire station wagon and we pack it out and we drive the 25 minutes and it felt like an hour to get to the beach in Connecticut. But here, you know, we're a, a, you know, 10 minute drive to the beach and we can spend all day and it's, it's cheap. It's fun. The kids get to fish and we love it. How do you feel about them when they, when they want to go skydiving? Are you going to be into that with them? <laughs> well, I didn't like skydiving. So if they get my genetics, they're not going to be big fans of that. Um, you know, I, I'm always going to support them, whatever they do. My son, he actually just shot his first Audad this past winter, and then we took him duck hunting last year, and he shot a coot, which is a marsh hen, um, <laughs> when he was, uh, you know, six and a half. So he's into it. My daughter, she is going to be the huntress. She just wants to sit out in the duck blind and blow duck calls and, you know, have fun. Awesome, awesome. Lindsay, I want to start this one here with you. How do you feel about contact sports and maybe letting your kids play football, for instance? Uh, this is our debate, current debate, because our son really wants to play football, and um, we've been trying to steer him away. Like Kevin said, he's in healthcare, and we're okay with him not <laughs> taking repeated blows to the head. I, I couldn't agree <laughs> more. <laughs> yeah, it's hard though, because we live down here in the in the deep south, and football is um, it's huge down here. But he's really come a long way this year with baseball. He's he's on the all star team this year, and he's doing really well. And then, as Kevin said, he likes to wrestle, and he's. Um, coming along with that too so um if we can keep him out of football yeah you know, i mean there's nothing wrong with football but if he's doing really well in baseball and if he's enjoying that then i'm i'm happy to just keep him there you know lacrosse is becoming more popular down here where we live so i mean i coach i, I coach soccer and i still yeah. have no idea really what the positions are called i really only coach up till the kids are like once they're six then i go back down to four or five and six i, I try to keep it around mm -hmm. there because I look at it more like a, a head class parent of the team rather than a coach, really. Right, right. Yeah, our son didn't. He played soccer. He didn't really love it, but he's um he's a big kid. He's he's you know he just turned eight, and he's what he's about four foot five, and he weighs okay. like seventy some pounds. So he's big. So he wants to get on the on the football field, but we'll see. All right, Kevin, the last Punisher. I loved it. I devoured the book in about two three days. Um, the movie. American Sniper, which you co-starred in with Bradley Cooper. Excellent performance. Do you have any upcoming uh, writing ventures or upcoming movies? Anything we could be looking forward to? Man, you know, you can't complain uh, when your plate's full if you're hungry. Yeah, of course we do, man. Um, yeah, we're working on another book uh, right now. A um, little bit of details on that. Basically, it's going to be more of a for veterans. Um, and we've got a project in the, on, in the works that we worked on last year. We took our charity, Hunting for Healing, to Africa. Um, we took two vets, an Air Force EOD guy and an Army Ranger who lost both his legs, them and their spouses hunting in Namibia. So, you know, we filmed that, cut it, and uh, we're in the final editing stages right now. And then, yeah, I'll be busy this fall um, speaking and travel. And 
All right, that's about all the time I got for you guys here. I want to say thank you very much for giving me a few minutes of your time to come on to First Class Fatherhood. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much for your service and everything that you do. I wish you nothing but the best of luck in the future. And it was really an honor to have a couple of minutes with you to talk about fatherhood. Lindsay, I can't say thanks enough for setting up this entire interview. And it was really a pleasure to have you guys here on First Class Fatherhood. No, I appreciate that, man. We, the stories are great, man. And, um, you know, one inspires young people to join the military. And we need that. Definitely. definitely. Thanks Kevin, so much. Thank you. All right. We'll be right back after a quick spot. All right, that's going to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I want to say thank you very much for joining me today. Please hit me with a little feedback. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. A very special thank you to Kevin and Lindsay Lace for giving me a few moments of their time. And please keep it locked in here. Navy SEAL Week continues tomorrow as I have entrepreneur and former Navy SEAL Brandon Webb stopping by. And we're going to flip the script on this whole parenting thing. He is a single dad. Uh, So uh, we're going to change direction here, and it will be an interesting take on fatherhood from first-class father Brandon Webb. So thank you for joining me here today. I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And remember, you may not always get to fly first class, but you are always a first-class father. (laughs) 